Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And uh, obviously, we've been uh, covering the press conference, the briefing by Governor Gary Herbert. Uh, we'll continue to monitor that. We know there's another briefing coming up at 1 o'clock. So stay tuned to KSL News Radio throughout the day. And as always, you can listen to KSL News Radio live and on demand on the KSL News Radio app, powered by our friends at Any Hour Services. And uh, always a great place to do that. You can also pick up our podcast there on uh, the app as well. And uh, so final segment today, a uh, little bit of a disjointed show as we uh, deal with press conferences and breaking news and uh, all the things that happen in live radio. Uh, but I want to circle back. A lot of people ask, you know, well, what, you know, what can I do? What should I be doing? Everyone's trying to figure out how to make sure they have meaning in their days, uh, even though they may be isolated, even though they may be working from home or homeschooling their kids or whatever it may be. Uh, there's lots of uh, challenges out there, but the one of the most important things to remember is that what we do in a, a time of crisis really often defines who we are and really sets us on the road ahead. So while we are going to do social distancing, which I like to call physical distancing, social connection, uh, why we are going to have social grace in addition to that distance, uh, as uh, Mayor Mendenhall said, uh, we also need to be getting ready for the future. This is a time to to get ready. I, I keep likening it to a, a relay race. And if you're standing still and someone's got that baton, they're going to pass it to you. If you're standing still, you will get run over uh, because there is going to become a point where this is this is going to subside. This virus will not go on forever. And when it does, those who have been preparing and moving and who are running full speed can grab that baton and go. Uh, the governor announced in his uh, press briefing today uh, this uh, great uh, training, uh, kind of a master class for small businesses um, uh, with uh, in partnership with the University of Utah, the Eccles. Uh, and uh, that'll be coming up. We'll have more information on that tomorrow. We're trying to get Spence Eccles to uh, join us tomorrow to, to talk more about that. But this is not the time to hunker down and do nothing. This is the time to get ready. Uh, my good friend Joseph Grinney uh, made a great post on uh, his social media the other day. Uh, and, and he played off of, I, I often criticize this idea of a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. Uh, but Joseph used it in a different frame. Uh, he wasn't talking about trying to gain political advantage through a crisis. He was talking about what do we do personally in a crisis to make sure we have an advantage coming out. And, and he uh, described what happened uh, during the Black Plague. And uh, at in 1665, 1665, Cambridge University closed because of the plague that swept across England. And one of the students, 22-year-old, Isaac Newton. He was forced to leave because they closed Cambridge University. Again, remember, folks, this is 1665, 1665. So he's forced to retreat. He went to his family farm, uh, which was uh, Wolfthrop Manor, and he was isolated there for over a year. 
Now, if you think of a 22-year-old having a year off in 1665, uh, what do you think he did? What would today's teenagers do if they had a uh, over a year off uh, with with nothing but to retreat out to the family farm? Well, this is what Sir Isaac Newton did. Uh, first, he discovered the fundamentals of color. Optics, that's uh, fairly significant. Oh, he also uh, discovered this thing called gravity sitting in the orchard behind the farmhouse. And uh, as he was doing his pondering and thinking through all of that. And then he did this little thing called calculus. Now, I know some of us uh, dread the day that he <laughs> he got all of that put together. Uh, calculus is not, uh, not my thing, uh, nor many in my family's thing. I guess we have a few math folks. Uh, but he, he wrote three papers during this time away, this year off. Uh, while he was away from Cambridge University. So then in 1667, 1667, Sir Isaac Newton returns to Cambridge. The plagues abated, it subsided, and now they're going back. And really interesting, he presented all of his work that he had done while in isolation to his mentor and his professor, uh, Sir Isaac Barrow. And just uh, two years later, Barrow resigned his chair in favor of Sir Isaac Newton. <laughs> so it's sort of one of those uh, rest of the story moments there. But Sir Isaac Newton didn't just hunker down and do nothing. He leaned into the opportunity to have some silence, have some reflection. Uh, another interesting comment uh, from Joseph Graney. We'll get Joseph on here soon. He's doing some online uh, training as well. That's uh, really awesome. Uh, he talks about uh, if you're working from home, we, we often complain about our bosses. We often complain about authority. We kind of have this interesting tension with authority in our culture. But a lot of us are not good bosses of ourselves. Uh, our kids often say, well, you're not the boss of me. Uh, and, and that may be true. But we better ask that of ourselves. Who's the boss of me? And we should give ourselves some some orders and some assignments and some things to do during this period so that when it is over, when the virus abates, when things start to go forward, that we're ready. Because I'm telling you, there are going to be opportunities aplenty right here in the state of Utah for those who are ready. So again, this this is not the time to hunker down and do nothing. This is not the season to hunker down. This is the season to explore inside, inside your mind, inside your heart, inside your soul, and be ready for the opportunity that I'm telling you, it's coming. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Thanks for being with us on Inside Sources today. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? 
in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.